Who do you want to be? Icon, 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 icon. Stop. An iconoclast, shifting reality, shaping it into something bigger, innovating, breaking the rules. Oh, I dare you! I dare you to increase the standard, to wear the badge of excellency, to operate past the ceiling of potential. And if you choose to be anyone, choose to be iconoclast, because this, this is a place where we build you, so that you can build the world, a place that is tailored for icons. Welcome to iconoclast. Sending shoutouts or shoutouts at you. My name is Chidi Amadi Ahaneku, the head of the Amadi Ahaneku clan. And this, this is Iconoclast, the podcast that is tailored for icons. It is honestly such an honor to be back here. I, I cannot even get to fathom what it means to come into the new year and actually be able to contribute to have new dreams, new goals and decide that you are going to be someone. Now, I know there are people out there who are thinking, yes, I'm going to try new things. I'm going to definitely become a new person. But hey, a new year doesn't mean that it's a new you definitely means that you can have a new vision, you can have a different focus, but it doesn't always mean it's a new you. So honestly, if you do want to change who you really are, look deep into yourself and really, just really find out, find out what's missing, find out what you need to do to be the best version of yourself and by all means, go for it. So, back to business. Even for Iconoclast, there's a lot that is happening this year, especially on our services side. But first and foremost, what I want us to talk about is Season 3 of Iconoclast Podcast. Season 3. And a person asked me, why do I, why do I have seasons in it, you know? And in different times... They are different seasons and different seasons carry different lessons. And right now, what I've realized or what I'm trying to do with the podcast rather is make it clear that your life is going to exist in seasons. And the fact that you go through different seasons is nothing but a sign that you are growing. It's a sign that you are being better. Now, we all have to be better. We all have to strive for better. And better looks different in different seasons. Or the vision and the focus looks different in different seasons. So what is happening is that every time we have a different vision for the podcast and even a different version of the podcast, what we do is that we bring about a different season. Because in a specific season we experience the podcast differently. Even I, as the host, I experience the podcast quite differently. 
right now we are going to be focusing on bigger things we are going to be better we are going to explore different avenues of giving up the podcast and it really is a creative exercise honestly trying to find out how we can be better how we can reach people better i was talking to a friend of mine and we were discussing why i have the podcast and i was thinking about the first few times or the first time i started the podcast and i was thinking about why i started the podcast you know sometime as you go through the pressures of life or as you go through the processes and the redundancies of business and of life you forget your why you forget the reason you do all of this and i am always so grateful for the ability to just or oh, remembering the remembrance of why i do what i do initially the podcast was was created because I believe that God had given me some little little piece of knowledge that I can give out into the world. And I needed a platform, right? I needed a platform because I had recently just discovered what my vision is, what my aim, what my goal for living is, and it was making sure that people understand that they can be better, to discover that, to pursue it. and to bring it to life looking at that and thinking about what i've done or what the podcast has been all this time i am so happy that even after such a long time i think we are approaching 2 years of the existence of the podcast even after such time we have taken the time to have people come to us and tell us how much the podcast has changed their lives, changed their perspectives, how they've reached out and tried different things and tried to be better. I am so grateful for that that I can live in my line or in the lane that God had placed me in. That I can manifest what I believe that God had placed upon my heart. my heart is filled so much gratitude every time especially now that i'm here and it's a new year i'm full of so much gratitude because i remember why i should do this i remember why i'm here and right now it's actually as i'm recording this it's half past 1 a.m. it's in the a.m. it's half past 1 a.m. and i'm sitting here and i'm thinking about this why and i'm just trying to live in the grace that god has given me that is just what i've been thinking about so today i want us to talk about the lessons of 2023 and why i think that in order to fully understand what the future holds we have to fully comprehend what the past has given us we have to understand the lessons that the past has given us and as we progress we have to do it in such a manner that we fully understand the lessons of the past so that we do not repeat the mistakes in the future and that's why i wanted us to look at my lessons for 2023 and i'd love to hear what you learned in 2023 what are the new things or the the, the lessons that you came up with in 2023 so my lessons are as follows The first one 
all rules are made up. Break them. This year has been quite a challenging year or a demanding year, really. And it's been demanding because I have been doing quite a lot this year. From hosting events to managing artists. And it's quite a lot. It's quite a lot. And I've realized that in almost every project and every event that I've hosted, it's always been about breaking the rules. I had never seen anyone who hosted a masterclass outside of the university. And I hosted a masterclass outside of the university. So if you don't know, I am also an artist manager. I manage the wonderful and talented Berade. You should look her up on Instagram. I'll put her details in the description. Berade and I were having this conversation. And the conversation was around doing new things, things that we had never seen done in that community, in that vicinity. And I remember telling her that we are here to do something that is different and that's the only way we're going to get ahead. We are going to get ahead by doing things that we had never seen being done. We had to break rules. It takes a lot to break rules. It's not easy. It's not easy to give birth to something new. Because the thing about breaking rules is that it's a, it's a process, right? You start by breaking the rule and then from breaking the rule, you are automatically creating a different rule. You're creating some other rules. Because the world is based on different rules. Everyone is living based on a particular set of rules, whether they got them from their parents, from YouTube, from the people they follow, the people that, who inspire them. Regardless, everyone is living based on a set of rules. So the best way to live, or what I think is the best way to live, is by dedicating every moment of your life to letting go of everyone else's rules and start creating your own. I'm not saying everyone should go and start committing crimes. That's a totally different conversation. What I'm saying is that there are limits that everyone else is putting, right? Because that's how they can comprehend life. That's how they can see the world. And they are definitely going to enforce that upon you. But you... Because you're an iconoclast and the very essence of being an iconoclast is understanding that you are bound by the rules that you create. So create rules. But it's going to be difficult, as I said. It is going to be demanding because you have to break rules and recreate them. Recreate rules, not only for yourself, but you are going to be recreating rules for the people that come after you. And what I've noticed is that there's always going to be a difference between rule makers and rule breakers, or rule followers rather, and rule breakers. What I've seen is that people who believe in certain types of rules and how they should be, they should be adhered to are the people who never really are at the forefront of changing things, never really are at the forefront of innovation. Because the thing about innovation is taking what already exists and believing wholeheartedly that you can come with better. Now, you cannot do that if you're living according to a particular set of rules. You have to recreate the rules. You have to recreate the playground. Because to a certain extent, you start to play a different game. 
And that's what it means to break the rules. You are starting to create your own game, a different game. And I think I've talked about this before in the podcast, a different game. So all rules are made up. Break them. The second rule that we have is there's more to networking than networking. Community. This is a lesson that I was very slow to learn because for a long time in my life I thought that networking was just networking you went to a to an event you met someone you spoke you exchanged numbers and then all you do is speak about business when you meet that's what networking was for me and I know a lot of people who still have that construct of networking but things changed I started seeing that networking is not just networking, that there's more to networking than networking. <laughs> and the more is community. Now, when I go to each and every event or each and every masterclass or anything of such sorts where I meet high-value individuals, I start building communities and not only my network. Now, I know there's a saying that says, network is better than net worth. But community is actually much more better than net worth. One might think it's the same thing, but it actually isn't. To network is easy. You just have to say a couple of things, speak about yourself, and show the person how you can provide value to them. That's networking. And then you're okay. But the thing about building community is opening up yourself to understanding how you can also get value from that other person as you give to them. But not only in the context of business. You can give value and take value as individuals holistically. You can teach each other how to go about solving certain issues outside your lives. How you can grow in relationships, how you can grow in love, how you can grow in friendships. Those are the things that exist within a community. And the only thing that creates an effective community or beautiful community is breaking the barrier of just business. I always tell my mentees that when we sit down and have our meetings, we can't go straight to business. Because then that shifts the dynamic of what we are creating. People don't only work with people they know. No, that has changed. People work with people they trust, they love, people who are part of their community. That's when someone can actually dedicate their time and energy holistically towards you. So networking is not just networking. You have to start building communities. It takes time. It takes time and it takes effort because I've realized that networking doesn't take that much effort, especially if you've done it as long as I have. It doesn't take that much effort anymore. What happens now is that you start lagging. You start lagging. You don't respond to texts. You don't make regular calls. You don't know birth dates. You don't send gifts. You don't understand or you don't know anniversary dates. These are important things when you build a community. So what I did is that I created a personal CRM. What I did is that right now, whenever I speak to someone 
or whenever I find something new about someone, I write it down or I record it or I just draft it down on my journal. Remember to remember that so-and-so is having a baby soon. Send a gift or remember that so-and-so is starting a new job. Say congratulations and thank them for the contribution that they've done and how they can still grow or Remember that someone so-and-so said they wanted to start a business. Here's a video that I think could help them. Send it. You know, so I think building community is about intentionality. And intentionality is important in, in growth, not only your growth, but contributing to someone else's growth as well. So the only way to build a community is by being intentional. And with networking, you can lose the intentionality of things because it's as easy as I can provide so-and-so value, ABC in value, and what can you provide? What can you give me as compensation? That's not what business is today. The business landscape is growing. It is expanding. And what it is requiring from us now is community. So that is the second one. There's more to networking than networking community. The third one is perfection and progress cannot coexist. Start. I believe that this is one of the most important lessons that I got in 2023. Perfection and progress cannot coexist. Start. I cannot tell you how many people I have met who have used perfection as a reason for procrastination. I cannot tell you the amount of people who have the greatest excuses for not doing things. It's always, no, I'm waiting for the right time, or I don't have the right equipment, or I don't have the funding. The funding thing. Oh, the funding excuse is by far the worst excuse I've ever heard. It's crazy. Great entrepreneurs or real entrepreneurs don't need funding to start businesses. Every time I say this, people look at me like I'm crazy. Real entrepreneurs don't need funding to start a business. What I've realized, and I think many people haven't realized this yet, is that investors rarely fund ideas anymore. Investors fund running companies. And if perfection is inhibiting you from progressing, then you can never even find an investor because it's very difficult to sell an idea. People want to see your idea work. I want to invest in something that is already moving, already in movement. It's, that's the thing. Funding is about scaling. It's not about starting. You need funding to scale. You don't need funding to start. So we use different excuses, especially the excuse of perfection, to stop us from progressing. I have taken the time to perfect the skill of execution. It is a skill that I believe that each and every individual should possess or should learn once in their life. Learn the skill of execution. The thing about the skill is is that it's about timing. In order to master the skill, you have to understand timing. You have to limit or reduce as much as possible the time between planning and execution. 
And your worry should not be starting perfectly. Your worry should be starting. You'll get to find out that the most difficult part is starting. This is what I say. And I I need you to, to pay attention to this. This is very important. Perfection is an automatic function of progression. It's as simple as that. The more you progress, the more perfect you are going to be. Because you can't work on something that does not exist. The only way to perfect something is when you're already in progress. And that's the only way you can perfect something. But most of us are trying to perfect things that do not yet exist. And then we end up having this big responsibility of perfecting something that doesn't yet exist so much that we don't even start. So the third rule or the third lesson rather is perfection and progress cannot coexist. Start. The fourth lesson is we are the only people who matter who invalidate ourselves. Recently, I had a conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about how we, we automatically just believe that we are not supposed to be in certain rooms before we are in those rooms. And we think that we have to go through all these loops before we become ready or before we, are, before we deserve to be in certain rooms. We invalidate ourselves. And the reason I say we are the only people who matter is because sometimes you are going to have people who invalidate you. Not everyone is going to understand your craft because what we all should understand is that we are not called to serve everyone. God has placed a particular dream upon your life or a particular calling upon you and it is not to serve everyone. Sometimes it is definitely to serve a particular group, a specific group because the specific group needs you. But it is never to serve all people. So not everyone is going to understand your calling. Not everyone is going to understand your vision. Not everyone is going to understand your dreams. And that is okay. But never be the person that invalidates yourself. I always say this to myself that the most important person and the most important conversations that I will have is with the person in the mirror. Right? The person that I see in the mirror is the person who is who I'm going to have the most important encounters in my life. And I have to dedicate myself to making sure that those encounters are as healthy as possible. Many of us invalidate ourselves before we get into rooms. So much so that we don't even get the chance, the opportunity to get into those rooms. What a disservice it is for us to not be able to get into the rooms because we invalidated ourselves. Rooms that have the opportunities that we are fully capable. I repeat, fully capable of bringing forth. But because we have already invalidated ourselves, it all stays hidden. I was telling someone, I was saying to them that you have to shine your light. It is is a disservice 
for God to give you the platform to shine and you refuse to shine. It is a disservice to the people who are supposed to be lit by your light. It is a disservice to the world. So you cannot afford to allow yourself to dim yourself. You cannot afford to allow yourself to invalidate yourself from getting into certain rooms. And the thing is, if your mentality, and pay attention to this, I think it's important. If your mentality is always, I need to be better to be in a certain room, better is infinite. So it becomes a habit. It becomes a habit for you to never think that you are enough for a certain room. You will constantly think you need to be better. You will constantly think you need to add more to your CV to just deserve a seat at the table. And sometimes your very nature is the reason we need you at this table. It is not the things we try to accumulate that matter. What matters is our very essence. And that's what is needed. Our very essence. So invalidating ourselves by invalidating, invalidating what we have to give as a disservice unto the world. Stop. The fifth lesson is don't be afraid of telling people about yourself and what you do. Market yourself. This goes back to the networking part of things. I think in actuality, most of the opportunities that I got this year were a result of me just just telling someone about what I do. Telling someone about my ideas and not hiding them, not hiding myself on trying to protect. I I hate people. Not hate. Hate is a very strong word. <laughs> I hate this mentality, actually, yes. I hate this mentality of I am hiding my ideas away because someone is going to steal them. Look, no idea is new to the world. That's number one. Number two, if you are not doing anything about that idea, I think someone should steal it. But there's this misconception that you sh- you cannot you should have a distrust of people so much so that you don't share your ideas, you don't share your your thoughts on something so much so that it stops you. And the thing is, as I said, most of the opportunities that I, I got this year were a result of me telling people about myself. It is important for you to speak about yourself because you do have something to give this world. Tell people. People don't know. Marketing is literally you telling people what they don't know and the value that you can give to them. Simple. You have to market yourself. It is as simple as that. Tell someone what you do. Yes, I am a speaker. I am a keynote speaker. And I I am a painter. I am a project manager. I am an accountant. It's important because now you get into certain rooms. You get into certain groups, certain communities and In certain communities, this is what I've noticed this year, in certain communities, your value is seen because you you make it known. You make known the value that you put forth, that you have to give. And 
the existence or the quality of that community is based on what we can all contribute, right? And in spaces like that, it's important for you to make known how you can contribute. And that's how you get opportunity. That's how you get access. Because you you made it known what you are here for. And once you've done that, the world just has, just let it go. You've spoken about yourself, obviously not in an ignorant way, not in a an arrogant way as well. You've just told people what you do and you let go. And everything will sort itself out. Someone will need what you do. Or if that's the person you are telling right now doesn't, he'll remember you when someone else does. And that is all you need. Look, I hope that, well, I really hope that everything you do is something that, that makes you happy. Something that makes you happy, that fires you up, that puts a fire in your belly. Things that you are interested in, things that you think are incredible, significant enough to change the world. Those things are the things that you should definitely be speaking about. You should definitely be speaking about them. My sixth lesson is collaborate always. Now that I think about this and I'm really reading this list, I see that many of these things and many of these lessons are hinging on community. Now you have to see how important community is. I also have a, I have an episode on this, I think, on collaborating. And the sixth lesson is collaborate always. I collaborated a lot this year. We've collaborated with restaurants. We collaborated with photographers and musicians. It really was just a whole lot of collaboration this year. And what I have learned above everything is that collaboration will make you achieve five years worth of work in one year. I hope that made sense. Collaboration will help you achieve, as it has in my life, five years worth of work in one year. Now, if you know how valuable five years is, you'll know that achieving that in one year is a big deal. And that is what I think, or that is what I have seen collaboration do. You always have to collaborate. There's a saying, beautiful saying, and it says, people at the top are collaborating. It's only us at the bottom who are competing. Yes, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what it says. We are, we are competing at the bottom, but people at the top are collaborating. Because that's the only way to reach the top. If you want to dominate industries, if you want to dominate cultures, if you really want to be the best of the best, you have to understand that you cannot do it alone. It is impossible. Not impossible, but it definitely is possible to do it on your own. Trust me. But it's going to take you 15 years what you can do in just three years. Three years. And I always say that I 
believe that people should believe in the notion of the honor of hard work and consistent work for long amounts of time, but you still have a duty to give something to the world. And I think that it's much better if you give the world what it needs to be given quicker. Why shouldn't we strive to do it much quicker? And that is what I believe. The collaboration can 10x your productivity. Collaboration can 10x your value. Because not only does it help you contribute to yourself, it, it puts out the message that you, you are an organization that is capable of collaborating firstly, but also a collaboration that is of value that other organizations are able to collaborate with. It puts a statement out there that you are competent. That you have the capacity to work in a team and make something beautiful. That you're able to create magic. That's what it puts out there. And who wouldn't want that to be the thing that people talk about when they think about your brand, your organization, yourself. So collaborate always. The seventh is dedicate time for service. I have to repeat this. Dedicate time for service. And when you serve, serve because you're serving. Don't serve for the selfish reason that it'll come back to you. That is automatic. But the intention should be steadfast on the fact that you are just serving to serve. That you are dedicating your valuable time and energy towards something because it deserves your time and energy. I was telling someone, a friend of mine, that the thing is, all I want to do is be the guy at the back who's sweeping the floor. And I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Just make me the guy at the back who's sweeping the floor while you go and you achieve your dreams. I'm fine with that. Not because 10 years down the line it's going to benefit me. Even if it will, that's automatic. But in the moment right now, all I want is to serve and to do it fervently and to do it as well as I can. But serve. Why do I think it's important? Why do I think serving is a lesson? Because it brings a certain level of humbleness that is required, humility that is required for growth. How I look at growth, I see that talent is the seed, right? And the soil is the hard work. But the water, the thing that makes it grow, that gives it the nutrients that it needs is the humility. Jordan Peterson says, and such a crazy notion, mind-blowing till this day, he says, be humble enough to know that you are flawed. I'm paraphrasing again. Be humble enough to know that you are flawed. Because only when you are humble enough to know that you are flawed can you be able, can you have the capacity to want to grow? Mind-blowing, right? 
And he says, you should do that by starting with the small things. Learn how to clean your room. That's the first step to pe- to greatness. That's the first step to greatness. Learn how to clean your room. Simple. Because it requires a certain amount of humility to say that I am going to take care of myself. I am going to dedicate my time to something as trivial as cleaning my room. But humility is the nutritious water that we need to grow. It's that very significant, crucial, look, I'm saying pertinent aspect of growth. So serve. Serve because you have to serve. Serve because you have to serve. Because this thing deserves your time and energy. Not because you're going to reap. Not because you're going to reap. It happens, yes, but that should not be the intention. Imagine a world where we all are serving because we have to serve. Just because we want to serve. Not because of anything else. Not because of the selfish reason that it will come to us tenfold. Yes, it will. That's principle. That's biblical principle. But your intention should not be fixated on that. Just serve. Be the person at the back of the room that's sweeping. Because humility is such an important element of who we should be. So tap into that. Embrace it. But serve. Lesson number eight. The worst they can say is no. The worst they can say is no. I'm saying this regarding your dreams. I'm saying this regarding the big things that you have not been wanting to ask for. I'm saying this regarding the raise that you have been looking for, that you know that you definitely deserve, the worst they can say is no. But that's not the worst that could happen. The worst that could happen is inactivity. The worst that could happen is stagnation. That's the worst that could happen. But the worst response that you can get is no. Now let's look at the risk-reward ratio, right? Stagnation gives nothing at all. There is no possibility of anything coming out of it at all. There's a full stop. You just did not ask. But the thing about asking is that now it opens up possibility. It could go both ways. It could be the best thing you have ever done. Or it could be nothing. But you lost nothing out of it. It's easy not to ask. It's easy not to have the difficult conversations. It's easy not to demand your worth. But the worst they could say is no. And then what? What happens after you failed? What happens after they've denied you? Do you die? But did you die though? (laughs) But did you die though? And you didn't. And you realize 10 years down the line why they said no changes your life. I'm realizing 10 years from now, like 10 years later, I'm realizing 5 years later why certain things didn't happen. Why 
I did not achieve certain goals at a certain time. I'm only seeing that now. Five years later, imagine. So everything happens for a reason, but the worst they could say is no. And there's so much possibility in asking. There's so much possibility that exists in demanding your worth. There's so much possibility that exists in having the difficult conversations. Because, again, it opens up possibility instead of stagnation. The worst that could happen is stagnation. But after you open up the door of possibility, you have no idea how great things could be. I did something this year. I I forgot what they call it. I think I I forgot what they call it. But what I did this year is that I, I acclimatized myself to being rejected to the no. I sent in pitches when I know I, I shouldn't have. Or I knew that I didn't meet the criteria. I just sent in my pitch. I went to to investors I knew wouldn't invest or are not in my industry. And I pitched. And I got no's. I went and I approached people and I asked them to be my mentor, my mentors. And they said no. It's such a weapon in your arsenal when you understand or when you can take no. Let me repeat that. Knowing how to accept rejection, accepting a no, is such an important weapon in your arsenal. Because it equips you to move forward regardless of everyone else. Let me not digress. We'll come to that. That's a whole different conversation. Conversation we'll definitely have this year. But there's a whole different conversation. What I just wanted to say is that the worst they can say is no. So continue. Ask. Demand your worth. Have the difficult conversation. Number nine. My favorite. All about love. So in December, I took the time to learn about love. And I read bell hooks book called all about love i have to say it has been transformational life-changing groundbreaking (laughs) it has been such a beautiful experience getting to understand her description her understanding of love because i had a realization and i think this came to me in a dream actually Oh, no, 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 he did it. It's it's a lyric. It's a lyric by Pretty Ugly. And he says, if you're tired of failing, then use your heart, use your heart more or start using your heart again. Right. If you're tired of failing, start using your heart again. Wow. There is so much that rests on our definition and understanding of love. And we have no idea. Why? I have realized that in my understanding of love, I have opened up doors of healing. And in my healing, I have dealt with a lot of things that inhibit or are inhibiting me from reaching my greater self. 
or succeeding. The thing about love is that it allows you to look back with a lens of compassion, a lens of understanding, so that when you move forward, you are a little less burdened. Man, December was such a beautiful time for me because I had to understand and I had to dedicate myself and I immersed myself in this lady's teachings. She's a master and I immersed myself in them and it has been such a beautiful experience and I I definitely recommend this book to everyone. You should read Bell Hooks All About Love. Changed my life, changed my understanding of my relationships. I think this just had to cement the whole concept of community because 2023 was a year of community for me and it's clear from this list, it is clear that 2023 was a year of community. And this book just cemented it. And as the year goes, I definitely am going to talk about love, going to talk about the things that I learned from this book. But invest in love. Invest in loving your your work Loving your projects, loving your dreams. And the thing about that is that it brings forth a level of competence, right? It brings forth a level of competence because now when you're doing this and you love what you are doing or you are doing it from a place of love, what it does is that it brings about a different standard of operation. You start moving from a very different place. Because now what you are doing, you are not just doing because you have to. You are doing it because it's an expression of your heart. That's why Pretty Ugly says, if you're tired of failing, then start using your heart again. Start doing everything from the basis, from the base point of your heart. And start doing it with love. And there, I tell you, right there, that's where every single thing that has been stopping you from growing is the healing that you get from there the direction the focus that you get from there is mind-blowing everyone should read this book it's 4 a.m right now as i record this 4 a.m imagine but last but not least in fact i think this is the most important the lesson that i learned in 2023 Lesson number 10 is Kaizen. Now, Kaizen is a Japanese methodology that translates to improve always, or continuous improvement, rather. The reason, and I think this is something that I'm taking into 2024, and this is my motto, actually, for the year, improve continuously. I've realized that you cannot afford to be stagnant because, again, there is no such thing as stagnation. It's either you're going forward or you're retracting and you're going backwards and you're regressing, rather. That's what it is. You cannot afford, and I repeat, you cannot afford to be stagnant. You cannot afford to not perform. You cannot afford to not give it your best. My metrics now is 
my metrics now is can I go to sleep and be confident in the fact that at least I have I have grown in some way by even if it's one percent there's change that has happened because the thing about Kaizen is that it removes competitors from your mind and the only person that you are competing with the thing about Kaizen is that it removes competitors from your mind and the only thing that you are competing with is yourself. I just have to be 1% better every day. And imagine the accumulation of 1% every single day. 365% improvement. Compounded over time. Imagine so you cannot afford to leave improvement on the table. You have to continue to improve all the time, continuously. That is how we grow. That is how we become better. But also that is how we catch up. The world is moving at an unprecedented pace. And if you are not ready, if you are not well positioned, if you are not improving, you will stay behind. Your profits will stay with you. Your sales will decline as you do. But if you continue to improve, if every day is a chance to improve, you wake up and the first thing that comes to mind is how can I improve? Even if it's by 1% each and every day, it changes your world. I was listening to a podcast today and this guy was explaining such a beautiful beautiful concept or process that he goes through every day and he was saying whether it's in the morning or in the evening just especially in the morning before you you touch your phone before you go into social media and try and expose yourself to seven billion people he said that you have to regulate yourself calm down and think about how you are going to be better today, right? Think about how you fell from grace yesterday, where, what happened when you did, and move correctly. And he says you have to practice it in your mind first. So you have to actually envision the progress that takes place mentally before you step out into the world and do it. And he says you have to prime your mind first in the beginning of the day on how you are going to operate for the rest of the day and start living it out. How beautiful is that? When you wake up, before you touch your phone, you sit down. You take deep breaths and you ask yourself the following questions. Firstly, how did you fall from grace yesterday? What happened that pushed you to that point? What triggered it? What triggered falling back into an old habit? What triggered falling back into your old ways? Secondly, you have to ask, what am I going to do better today to stop me from living like that? And you have to actually envision the actions. Envision yourself doing the things that you are supposed to do to stop you. 
And then after that, stand up and start enacting them. Start walking in the things that you said you're going to do. Start executing. Remember, we said that the thing about execution is timing. That you have to decrease the time between idea and execution. So as you think, visualize. So as you think, visualize it. And then stand up. Go out into the world. And improve every single day. Kaizen. Improve continuously. That is our podcast for today. This is quite a long episode. Quite a long episode. It's crazy how it takes me four hours to record one hour's worth of podcast or an episode worth one hour. It's really crazy. But in all honesty, this has been such a great a great experience having to go through all the lessons that I've had learned this year it's, it's 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 beautiful and as I'm thinking I'm thinking about how God has been in each and every part of this that each and every lesson that I've learned has been a lesson that God has placed me within that he has positioned me perfectly to serve him as I go about living my life. And for that, I'll be forever grateful. That is our podcast for today. As an icon, I want to tell you about our school, the School of Icons. I am so excited about the School of Icons. The School of Icons is a personal development and business school. And what we do is that we provide courses for you. So if you want to dedicate your time this year to developing yourself as an individual, facing your fears, doing the things that you've always been keeping behind, learning how to set goals, how to network, how to do time management, financial management, then this is for you. Also, for the people who already have businesses and want to find out how to better their businesses, we also have the business course. Beautiful course, tailored for entrepreneurs and I'm so happy about it because I know the amount of time I've dedicated. I think I've been working for this for like five years now, if not four and a half, five years or four and a half years. And I've worked with great individuals, well, successful individuals, actually, who have went out of their way and dedicated their time and energy into building this beautiful school. This is a dream come true. I've always wanted to have a school. And now this is it. So if you fit in any one of those categories, come join the family. Be part of the Icon family and join the School of Icons. We also have our mentorship program. Our mentorship program is a very intense program because we really take the time to dig deep into every aspect of your life. And we unpack what you need to grow, what you need to be better, how to position yourself for your company, how to position yourself for your career, how to be a better individual holistically. That's what the mentorship program does. And we go in depth in every aspect of your life. And that's so beautiful. So beautiful. So we also have the consultations now. Consultations are for business owners. These consultations are 
if you just have questions about your business and how you can better your business, we have our one hour call. We also have our two hour call thing. That's when you want us to go in depth on a on a project or in depth on planning and strategizing. You can just give us a call. Go on Instagram and I icon underscore zero underscore class and reach out or you can come to my page and you can go straight from there to icon class my page is amadi ahaneku underscore icon or chidi amadi ahaneku it's as simple as that and you'll see very handsome looking profile picture very handsome you are probably the only one because i am the only one with the surname <laughs> but find me and then let's connect I want to connect to entrepreneurs. I want to connect to individuals who are creatives, innovators, and really ready to be part of an icon, an iconoclast family and be icons. So let's stand up. Let's go. Thank you for listening unto this far. If you're here, I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> but I'm glad that you could do it. I'm so proud of you. And tell me what you think. Tell me what you think about the podcast. Tell me what you've learned in 2023. How you want to go in 2024. And as they say in my Igbo language. Dalu. Thank you.